Have you ever had those moments? Have you ever felt that excuse kind of start to bubble up of why you can't do something when in reality is you just don't want to try? Or have you ever had that moment where you're rationalizing someone else's actions, their words, or your own choices? Right? We rationalize, we make excuses all the time because it's a mechanism for trying to protect ourselves, trying to make sense of the world around us, trying to provide a little bit of understanding. It's a mechanism that we default to sometimes because it's easy. And so how do we understand God's grace in those moments? How do we understand God's grace kind of helping us, shifting us, molding us, guiding us when we start to feel like we are making excuses or rationalizing things or people, relationships, events, situations, choices in our own lives? So for today, we are getting into a parable in the book of Matthew and this parable of the sower and the seed, it's one that It's found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Not found in John, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And Matthew's version is a little bit longer than the others. And here, Jesus is in the midst of teaching everyone around him. The crowds come in, and he is going to teach with a parable. And what's interesting about this one is, not only does he start with the parable, as usual, and people are around him, and the disciples are going, wait, what, why? But then he offers an explanation. But it's really important to remember that parables have a multitude of layers and that depending upon where we are, depending upon our struggles, where we are in our lives, that it can give us a different perspective of how we read it, of how we understand it, of how we absorb the parable. And sometimes we may identify with one character over another or think that we should be identifying with one over another. But it's really important also to remember that when we're going through a parable, that the moment we think we've got it, or that, well, we've identified who we should be in it, who we need to be in it, that's the moment the parable usually shifts on us and gets us in another way of going, wait a minute, hold up. It's a challenging teaching. And so here, Jesus is giving them something to kind of gnaw on for a bit. So beginning in Matthew, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 6. That day Jesus went out of the house and sat down beside the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he climbed into a boat and sat down. The whole crowd was standing on the shore. He said many things to them in parables. A farmer went out to scatter seed. As he was scattering seed, some fell on the path and birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it scorched the plants and they dried up because they had no roots. All right, so traditionally, we begin to identify the farmer who's throwing out the seed with God and with God's grace being thrown out constantly everywhere on all types of soils that God 
keeps giving grace to us in all kinds of situations, whether we feel like we are in a place of fertile, ready to grow, ready to dig in, or if we're struggling with, you know, it sounds good on the surface, but we've got no roots to deal with it. And so here we get that sense of, okay, well, we could read it that way. We could also see and put ourselves in the moment of God gives us the ability to be the sower ourselves, of being able to scatter out the seeds. And that when we know that when we send out encouragement, when we send out grace, because God has given us grace to others, that some people take it in and others, it just doesn't work. And so there begin to be a number of ways to kind of understand how God is at work in our lives. And so to just realize where we are today, where you are today, of what kind of begins to resonate with you. Because Jesus is going to go further in this parable, in this teaching, of really trying to get the people to understand, okay, where am I in my life and where do I want to be? How do I want to be moving through life? Are those things that we rationalize or make excuses, are they really helping? Are they helping to thrive? Because that whole thing with seed and soil, am I thriving in life? Am I growing? Am I changing? Is, am I moving forward? Am I giving life to not only myself, but others around? Or am I kind of just dried up in that moment of going, I, I don't know, like what's the point of any of it? Do we begin to settle into that despair or, you know what, it's just too hard. I got no space. I've got no room for, I've got no time. I'm too busy for. Continuing on in verses 7 through 12. Other seed fell among thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and bore fruit. In one case, a yield of 100 to 1. In another case, of 60 to 1. And in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. Everyone who has ears should pay attention. Jesus' disciples came to him and said, Why do you use parables when you speak to the crowds? Jesus replied, Because you haven't received the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but you have. For those who have will receive more, and they will have more than enough. But as for those who don't have, even the little they have will be taken away from them. All right, so he finishes up the parable where he's like, okay, or do we have this issue of when good stuff is thrown out, is it we, things get in the way? Things get in the way of experiencing God's grace, God's love. Do things choke it out? And we can understand this in a multitude of ways. We could understand it as habits and practices. We could also understand it as perspectives, as thoughts, beliefs. We could understand it. Are there particular emotions? Are we feeling like that anger and despair kind of chokes out our ability to experience God's love and God's grace? Or are we able to feel that? Are we able to experience God's love and grace? And what are we producing instead? What are we producing in giving life to? How does our life grow and blossom? 
just as we can think about when we're sharing that encouragement and that love with others, when we're trying to help and serve, when we're trying to offer words of encouragement to the person next to us, sometimes they can't hear what we've got to say. Sometimes there are things in their life that we have no idea about that kind of choke it out so they are unable. And we may think, oh my goodness, like what did I say when we were just trying to be an encouragement? And to just realize that there are all kinds that can get, all kinds of things that can get in the way of us experiencing that. And then, right there, as Jesus finishes with that parable, the disciples are like, why, why do you talk to the crowds in parables? Why? And his answer here, his, his answer is, because they haven't received the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but you have. For those who have will receive more and they will have more than enough. But as for those who don't have, even the little they have will be taken away from them. Here, Jesus uh, continues to speak in much of a riddle. But what he's trying to help them understand is, you know, if he were to just give it to them straight, it doesn't mean that they would still receive it, that they still wouldn't just pass over it. That, you know, this is a crowd of people. They've, they've shown up with all kinds of struggles and joys in their life. They, they have shown up with their ability to listen to particular things, maybe if it fits in their worldview or not. And so here Jesus gives a parable because it makes us kind of dig in and peel back and it keeps us giving more. That even after 2,000 years, we still keep coming back to this parable looking and trying to glean for, okay, well, this is my experience in life right now. Here's where I'm struggling. What can I get from this this day, which may be totally different when we read it two years down the road? Instead of Jesus just saying, well, it's just like this. Instead, we get to wrestle with it and to understand how God's grace doesn't answer things for us, but instead gives us guidance. Grace is not controlling. Grace does not make us a puppet, but instead gives us the ability to see, to perceive, to observe, to begin to be molded and shifted, much like we talked about last week in our lives, to be able to experience something new and something more in depth. And so if we're like, you know, I I don't really care, nothing Jesus says is going to make us care. We have to be open and receptive. We have to want to dig in to to come at it a little bit deeper. And so when we begin to understand that, it's like an invitation into, okay, how can we understand this parable? And Jesus is about to give us one aspect of how to understand it. This is verses 13 through 17. This is why I speak to the crowds in parables. Although they see, they don't really see. And although they hear, They don't really hear or understand. What Isaiah prophesied has become completely true for them. You will hear to be sure, but never understand. Did you hear that? You will hear to be sure, but never understand. And you will certainly see, but never recognize what you are seeing. 
For this people's senses have become calloused and they become hard of hearing and they've shut their eyes so that they won't see with their eyes or hear with their ears or understand with their minds and change their hearts and lives that I may heal them. Happy are your eyes because they see. Happy are your ears because they hear. I assure you that many prophets and righteous people wanted to see what you see and hear what you hear, but they didn't. Right? That whole sense of, well, if what Jesus is saying doesn't fit in my understanding of life, doesn't fit into the way I want to conduct, doesn't fit into my comfort level, then, you know, I'm just going to pass it over and not struggle with it. Not really dig in and try to gain a new perspective, try to figure out a way to go, okay, what is this saying today? How is this helping me when I begin to fall into that pattern of excuses or rationalizing or when I notice somebody else doing the same? It like makes us take a step back and, and go, wait a minute, where is God's grace guiding today? That grace being that we are chosen and favored, that God keeps calling to us, keeps scattering those seeds to us, keeps saying new ways of living are really possible. But will you notice? What will you allow to get in the way? It sounds nice on the surface, right? You will hear to be sure. To go, well, I heard what I wanted to hear, right? But never understand. And you will certainly see, but never recognize what you are seeing. Those things are difficult. They are hard. And so if we begin to feel ourselves trying to rationalize or make excuses or notice anybody else, it's because the other work of really digging in, of hearing, seeing, observing of life, it is some really hard work. And here Jesus is inviting us into that of inviting us into that, because as we do that hard work, as we try to figure out, as we're on this path being guided and molded, it's kind of one of those moments of going, okay, what did I miss in this situation? When we try to rationalize or make an excuse, what, maybe I missed something. Maybe my response isn't what it needs to be. Maybe I need to take a step back. So a moment of going, okay, where is God in this moment? Where is God guiding in this moment? What do I need to understand? What have I missed? What do I need to observe so that we begin to break that habit, that pattern that level of trying to rationalize or make excuses. Continuing on in verses 18 through 21. Consider then the farmer, the parable of the farmer. Whenever people hear the word about the kingdom and don't understand it, the evil one comes and carries off what was planted in their hearts. This is the seed that was sown on the path. As for the seed that was spread on rocky ground, this refers to people who hear the word and immediately receive it joyfully. Because they have no roots, they last for only a little while. When they experience distress or abuse because of the word, they immediately fall away. All right, so Jesus moves then into his explanation 
Even before that, what we what he quoted there was a little bit out of Isaiah, and he's so he's bringing in other scripture to kind of explain. And now he's like, all right, here's a way to think about this scripture. Here's a, a way to think about this parable, a way for us to think about the scripture. And so when he gives this explanation of the farmer, it's like, okay, well that begins to make sense, right? That the seed was thrown on the path and it's easily carried off. Like it, it's like it's thrown out there that grace, but you know, maybe we just don't have time to, to hold on to, to wrestle with it. And then to move into the one that does where it's received joyfully, but there aren't any roots for it. It's hard to dig deep. It's hard to wrestle with. It's hard to go, okay, how is God's grace and love in this moment? How should I be living that out? What does it mean for me to be participating in the work of God that's all about peace and joy, that's all about encouragement and healing? What does this begin to look like? Those are really hard questions to ask, and there aren't necessarily easy answers. And so Jesus is like, you know, sometimes we receive it joyfully, and then we're like, I, I, again, I just I don't have enough time. I can't figure this out. I don't reach out to anyone. Instead, it's kind of done in isolation and in the moment it feels good, but we just don't, we rationalize away why we can't. We rationalize away because other things come up. And so when we're trying to make sense of a situation, when we're trying to figure out a way forward, how are we digging deeper how are we digging deeper into how God is guiding, how God's grace is helping us to flourish in this moment? What are the actions and the words that are needed? What, are, what, is, our, what is required of our presence in the moment? Finishing up in verses 22 and 23. As for the seed that was spread among thorny plants, this refers to those who hear the word, but the worries of this life and the false appeal of wealth choke the word, and it bears no fruit. As for what was planted on good soil, this refers to those who hear and understand and bear fruit, and produce in one case a yield of 100 to 1, in another case a yield of 60 to 1, and in another case a yield of 30 to 1. All right, so here he's like, okay, what chokes out us being able to experience God's grace? What chokes out, what shoves aside God's love and says, you know, I just, I can't. I just don't have, what are the excuses that we begin to make? What are the things we begin to hold on to more securely? He mentions here wealth, and that may be the case for some. And for others, it may be, I have to be right. It may be embarrassment. It may be, I don't want to admit I'm wrong. It could be anything from anger and despair. It could be that sense of not wanting to take a risk, of wanting to stay comfortable. Like there are numerous ways to understand what can choke out, what can stop, what can hamper God's grace and love every single day of our lives. And what's interesting is it could be something different, right? Depending upon the day that we're having, depending upon the circumstances that are around us, depending upon what in the world has happened is being said, we receive God's grace in a multitude of ways. And sometimes it takes root and it flourishes and it blossoms and other times it does not. But it's this sense that God keeps coming, keeps giving, keeps encouraging, and that so should we. 
That is, we are challenged to be part of God's work in the world. As Jesus challenges us in that, with his life, death, and resurrection, Jesus constantly is teaching and challenging us to live anew into that grace and love, which requires us to respond to the world in different ways, which requires us to begin to dig in and go, wait a minute, where do I need to be working on? How do I need to be working? But to recognize that in any one day, we could be any of the soils, or we could be the farmer scattering and to recognize that sometimes it falls on fertile ground and sometimes it does not. But that does not mean we have to give up. That does not mean that when we hit that wall of something choking out, something choking out the life out of that grace and love with anger and despair, with hopelessness, with busyness, that we don't go, okay, where is God's grace guiding us this day? When we hit those walls, we shouldn't keep just running into the wall, but instead, do we need to climb over? Do we need to dig under? Do we need to go around? Do we need to turn around and go back the way that we came and then take a side road around? Like there's all kinds of ways to begin to move forward because what God's grace means for us here is all about understanding that we are favored and able to move into new possibilities, that we can move in this life in different directions, that we can understand that, you know what, we can have that self-awareness of where we need to be and what we need to be doing or saying, what we need to allow to grow in us, and what we need to say, you know what, no. Because sometimes... Sometimes we need things to be eliminated in our life. We need that negativity, nothing will ever change, that despair, that anger, that woe is me to be removed from our lives. We need to not be fertile ground for that. We need the birds to carry that off. And so here, as we think about all the different layers of all the different ways to hear this, what gives us life? What makes us go, you know what? I want to try because I really want to experience God's love and God's grace this day. That grace of saying God's presence never, ever leaves us, never gives up on us, but encourages us to find new possibilities, new ways of understanding, new ways of engaging in the world around us. And that when we feel that moment of rationalizing, of making excuses for why we can't, why we won't, it's too hard, or just making excuses for others, that moment of going, okay, where is God's grace guiding? Where is God's love guiding this day? moving us in new possibilities, new ways of thinking that are connected to Christ. Christ was right there with the crowds. They were all sitting around with all of their different opinions, their different struggles, going, I need some help to get through my day. And so he gives them a teaching of saying, well, there are many different ways to move through your day. And so how will you? How will you allow that grace and that love to begin to shape and mold? How will you practice it with what kind of life you want to be fertile for? What kind of life you want to grow? And what kind of seed you want to scatter? 
What are the things that you want to give to others in this world? And what's kind of cool about that is God has given us all kinds of different gifts and abilities to address that. And so here, what we each can give is needed in this world, but it's all very different. And so what are the things that you want to be able to give to others? What are the spaces you want to create? What are the things that are connected to God's love and grace that you want to be challenged by having in your life? It be challenged by doing in your life today. May this parable challenge us in all the ways that we need it and to lift us up in knowing that there are possibilities that await when we choose to engage. Amen. Please join me in communion.